It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are broadcasting in Pullman, Washington on the campus of Washington State University in front of a live studio audience. All right. Washington State University, the Cougars. And we have with us our first guest. What is your name? Uh, Courtney. Courtney, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am great. And I see from your sweatshirt, you're a member of the rowing team. I am. Yes. Yeah. Now, is the entire audience rowing on the rowing team or, or just rowing fans? How many people are on the team? Uh, like 50. I don't know. A lot. 50 people on the rowing team. Like more like 44 or something. Okay. Well, if you're interested in rowing and uh, you want to be part of the Pac-12, come on out here to Cougarville to be on uh, the, the rowing team with the other 450,000 people that are on the team. Absolutely. I mean, we have a great team. I love them. Okay. Well, uh, when's your season and what can we look forward to with your team? Um, well, like we're right now, we're in a fall season, so like it's like the longer distance, um, and we have a actually we have a race coming up in Spokane, and then our spring season is like our sprint season, and that starts in uh, April. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck. I'm glad to know more about this. Uh, what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to do a public service announcement from Washington State University for breast cancer awareness. You, you can see with the NFL, with all the pink, you can see uh, everywhere you go uh, in the month of October. You can see all the pink everywhere, and you know, I was just in your bookstore, and there's pink sweatshirts, and there's even pink uh, five-hour energy. Did you see that in your bookstore in the union here? Uh, and it's just a reminder, a little social awareness reminder, uh, not only this month, but, but every month, to, I guess, uh, get involved. Get involved with any sort of good cause. Um, and if it's as simple as buying something that's pink, usually 50% or 75% of those, that price of that item will go to, the, go to charity. Uh, so get involved. If you're going to get your mom a present from the bookstore, get her, get her the pink uh, Washington State Cougar sweatshirt this month. That way some of that money will go to the charity for breast cancer awareness. What do you think about that? Oh, I love it. Is that a good idea? Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Okay, and if uh, you're an NFL fan, do you like the pink that the guys wear? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, think we should make a, a team that just wears pink all year. Uh, the Denver Broncos would be great. <laughs> 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 and why is that? Why? Oh, I've been a Broncos fan all my life. Oh, I thought you were making fun of them because they're kind of pinkish. No. No, okay. No, okay. absolutely not. Okay, Okay. great. Okay. No, now you're mad. I'm not, I'm not no. mad. I'm not mad. Oh, you looked at me like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you, man. <laughs> no, no, you like Peyton Manning. I like I, Peyton I Manning. We're okay. good. All right. Well, there's a, well, thank you. Best of luck to the Washington State rowing team and the rest of the university. And there's your uh, breast cancer awareness uh, public service announcement here live on the campus of Washington State University. <laughs> Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are joined now by David Thornton. I'm going to categorize this as um, a story of inspiration. And 
I, I think there's a whole lot of levels to your story, but I'm going to categorize it as inspiration. We welcome David Thornton to the show. Hi, David. I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me, Adam. Thank you. And um, you're a 10-year veteran of the uh, National Football League. You played with the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts linebacker. And the part of your story that just floors me is when you hear about a guy that's played 10 years in the NFL, um, you have this image in your head of a guy that just probably just strolled through college, (laughs) strolled through college football with your eyes closed on – uh, medium speed and still could kill anybody because you are so elite that you made it to the National Football League and played 10 years when most average careers are three years. So that's not really the case here with your college career, was it? Not at all. You know, a lot of people, when you think of a guy who's played in the National Football League for such a long time, you would assume he was probably the superstar athlete in high school, you know, um, full scholarship, superstar athlete in college, maybe a first, second round pick and play for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, my story isn't the typical route, but I appreciate the route I had to go to um, to reach the, the the level, I guess, of, of playing the game in a high level. I appreciate the route I had to take. So out of high school, uh, first of all, when did you start playing football? Well, I played and when I was younger, just younger, following my okay. brothers. I didn't really have a passion for football. That didn't develop until later. But um, I play sports because my older brothers play sports, and I'm um, just kind of just have fun with it, but never really, you know, fell in love with it until college. And uh, in high school, I was well versed in a lot of different things. I-, I loved the band. I was actually a drum major in the marching band. Hmm. I played basketball. I was a point guard on the basketball team. I was quarterback and safety in football. Didn't really like it too heavily, and I I was a pitcher in baseball. So I did a lot of things. Yeah. You know, did nothing really extremely well, but just good enough to kind of start and and just have a really good high school experience. So then, uh, again, I'm going to assume with the rest of America that if you played 10 years in the NFL, you had colleges screaming for you to play college football. How was your recruiting going from high school to college? Absolutely no one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I was 170 pounds, and I was a, a pretty good athlete, but I was nothing exceptional, nothing that was screaming, recruit me, recruit me. And so I was okay with that. My heart and my passion was was for the Tar Heels. I wanted to go to UNC, just get me on the campus. You know, I saw him on TV and I was a Tar Heel fan, still am to this day. And um, that was a school I had set my affection on and I wanted to be a student there. So I I did very well academically and I worked hard and I applied and I was fortunate enough to get in. So at North Carolina, the Tar Heels, and you're telling me, really, there wasn't one college that said, come play, even be a drum major, nothing? No schools the, at all, zero. D3, NAIA, nothing? I, I wasn't even in a, an invited walk-on. At some schools, they invite certain players that they see that have a chance. Uh-huh. They'll invite you to walk onto the team. You know, I wasn't even that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So now you, uh, you're at North Carolina, and I, I can assume that you walked on the football team. Well, yeah, I first tried out for basketball. A lot of people don't know that. I tried out, you know, for the UNC basketball team. At that time, they had Vince Carter, Antoine <laughs> Jameson, Ed Co- I, If you If you grew up and you're a Tar Heel fan, you got to at least try out for the team. And that quickly didn't work. I knew I wasn't going to play Tar Heel basketball. Yeah. That team was okay. too loaded. And then in the spring semester is when I tried football. And I went through the intense workout. And uh, just persevered through it, and that's when I was fortunate enough to make the team as a walk-on. Okay, so then, uh, again, with that 10-year NFL uh, resume, I'm going to assume that your sophomore year at North Carolina, you earned a scholarship. No, not at all. <laughs> sophomore year, <laughs> sophomore year, I'm just plugging away. You know, the thing about, you know, what happened, 
you know, my freshman year, you know, um, I really met some people that would help that was helping me out, you know, adjust to the college lifestyle. You know, early on I was struggling, but I, I got a mentor in my life, and he really helped develop me in a lot of ways. He helped me develop in my faith, helped me develop as as a college football player. You know, in the weight room, taking care of my body. And so even though I was just a walk-on, not playing in the games, I was finding a sense of peace and fulfillment from just working hard in the weight room and practicing. So um, even though I wasn't playing, not my sophomore year, not my junior year, not even my senior year, I was just serving, serving the team, found a way to you know make a difference and just work hard and practice. So it, it was four years I was on the Carolina roster and not even playing ball. You're kidding me. Not even playing? <laughs> not even. No scholarship. No You're scholarship. not playing a senior, a four-year walk-on at North Carolina. At the University of North Carolina. Yes, four-year walk-on. And it, and it wasn't that I was, you know, not a good player. Or not a, you know, I, had, I had improved. I gotten bigger, faster, stronger, all those things. But just the way it's designed sometimes, typically schools give scholarship athletes the opportunities first. So I was okay with that. And like I said, you know, I fell in love with not only working out in the weight room and, and practicing hard, I fell in love with the guys on the team, the camaraderie, mm-hmm. the relationships I was building. So even though I wasn't, you know, playing on Saturdays, I still was getting fulfillment and peace just from um, the relationships and serving in the weight room and serving in the practice field. Well, David Thornton is our guest, football player from the University of North Carolina. After four years of walking on and not playing, then there was a, there was a fifth year, like a redshirt year that you could play your fifth year. That's obviously the year you played and you showed the NFL what you had. <laughs> yeah, that fifth year, we actually had a, a coaching change. You know, I like to view that season of my life where it was a pretty divine intervention going on. We had a new lead, change in leadership, and uh, he came in and he, want, he declared that he was going to play the best 11 players, no matter who they were, on both sides of the ball. And um, for me, it was, you know, a great opportunity. His name was John Bunny, and um, I knew if he really meant that, you know, I would have a chance to really go out there and showcase what I could do. And so after spring ball, you know, he recognized, you know, my talent, and I had, a, I had done what I had typically been doing for all, of, all those years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me a scholarship. For that, yeah, that after the spring spring camp, and um, I got a chance to finally start my fifth year in school, and it wasn't my plan. I had planned on you know going to grad school and doing that going that route, but um, I got a chance to finally play that 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 last year, that fifth year, and I led the team in tackles. I was all conference, all ACC, ended up becoming um, defensive MVP, and I was a, you know awarded the student athlete of the year, Tar Heel athlete of the year at UNC. So it was. A pretty amazing turnaround in such a short period of time. No, really, a short period of time. I mean, as a 17, 18-year-old kid, nobody in America wants you to come play any sport at all for them. A few years later, you're the you're all ACC scholarship uh, defensive player of the year for the North Carolina Tar Heels in the ACC. That's amazing. It is. It really is. When I really reflect back on it sometimes, it wows me because I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, this is a major opportunity that the Lord has blessed me with. And um, I didn't see it coming, but I'm definitely thankful that I had to go through the years of, you know, just grinding and just being patient. You know, a lot of times when I speak to student athletes, guys who are not playing as early as they want to, I always encourage them and remind them that delay is not denial. It doesn't mean that your opportunity won't come. It's just whether or not you have the patience to wait it out and continue to endure and keep working despite not having met your expectations just yet. So, uh, and that's what my story, my story, you know, is really about perseverance 
You know, it's about patience. It's about um, just hard work. It's about believing in your goals. You know, it's about knowing who you are and being confident in who you are and just never giving up. You know, that's a big part of you know, who I am now. That is awesome. Uh, David Thornton is our guest, linebacker, 10 years in the NFL with the Colts and the Titans. And I know it's going to be hard to narrow this question down to one answer, but maybe some of your highlights from your playing days. Let's talk football. Have some fun. What were some of your, uh, I guess, highlights from those 10 years in the league? Well, you know, just, you know, going through the draft process, you know, that was exciting for me because I, I, it wasn't in my expectation. But to have an opportunity to go to the combine, you know, the Colts drafted me in the fourth round and um, to come under such a great system. Um, the leadership of Tony Dungy for four years. I tell people all the time, anything you do for four years, that's a degree. Yeah. So I got my degree from Dungy, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so I learned a lot from just being a, a, a player under his system, um, just watching him as a player. He was a great mentor, a great leader. Um, of course, everyone knows about his faith and his character, and I can attest that it's legit. You know, it's, he is who he says he is, and I, I'm just thankful that I had a chance to just to be under him for four years. And I um, go to Tennessee, and I was five years there with Coach Fisher, who's another solid leader, wonderful coach. And, you know, I had a lot of great games, um, I won some awards, and all those things are wonderful. But to me, the most valuable thing I took away from my playing career, you know, is probably the relationships I built with the people along the way. You know, it wasn't the money. You know, it wasn't the big wins. You know, some people measure success by, you know, how much money did you walk away from? And, and of course, provision. You know, my old things are, are benefits that come along with it, and I'm thankful for those things. But uh, the most valuable thing for me was the fact that I had someone that I can call when I needed to. I have brothers that I can lean on to this day, even though I'm not playing, mm-hmm. that, um, that I can be, be a source for me when I need them. You know, the relationships, you know, that, you pulled away, that I pulled away from my experience is by far the most valuable thing. Tony Dungy is, uh, you, you mentioned his character, and yeah, everybody does know about that. And do you still have a chance to, uh, I guess, network with him, talk with him, go to church with him, talk about your faith with him? I mean, is, I got to think he's so busy. He's doing that the NBC football night in America. His all-pro dad's charity is one of the best successful charities in America. I mean, does he still have time to, to reach out and talk to people from his past? It's unbelievable. You know, as busy as his schedule is, you know, as, as much time he spends, you know, traveling and, you know, touring and speaking and, you know, as, as much of a, you know, he's all over the map, essentially, he still takes the time to answer the phone if you call him, if he has that type of relationship with you. And that says a lot about him, you know, that he's, I mean, he's, I'm not surprised that he's that way. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone who's in his circle, anyone that he's developed that type of relationship with, you have a friend in him that you can count on for life, you know, and I, I don't talk to him all the time, but without any hesitation, I know if I reach out to him and call him, he's going to answer the phone or call me back in a short period of time, and that's wonderful. We're speaking with David Thornton, who played 10 years in the NFL uh, as a linebacker, and now uh, you still work for the NFL in the player development. You're teaching and educating the younger players of today what you know. It is. It's a it's the position that I'm really, really loving. It makes me excited to know that I have an opportunity to come in and serve the team and serve the, the staff and serve the guys in ways that will help, transi- help them transition into the game smoothly and successfully and prepare them to exit the game successfully. We all know that football is a very violent sport, and at some point it's going to fleet away. Mm-hmm. So um, there are a lot of things you have to do while you're playing to prepare for that time, and um, it's – 
it's a position where I can just really, you know, embrace. You know, I live through player engagement. I served in a lot of ways and got involved with a lot of programs. And it's really a great opportunity for me to just share my experiences from the guys and just really help them throughout the whole process. And your uh, Twitter or your email, I saw in one of your emails you sent me that it, it um, what, what's your, uh, some people write sincerely your best or truly yours. What does your say again? Uh, on my emails? Yeah. I can't recall. Um, it, it's some faith-based promise, promises or um, to serve. Oh, yeah, no question. It yeah. says on your Twitter and yeah. on your email when you sign out, you, yeah. you write to serve. To serve. That's definitely, you know, my, my personal mission, I guess, is I live to give. And that's all about serving others. And, um, and, and everything I do, I love to give. I love to serve. When I played, I played within a rel- with a relentless effort to serve and give to the game, um, to give to the guys that needed me in the locker room, to give to the community, um, just to use the platform that I had been blessed with to give back. You know, someone did those things for me coming along, and um, I think it's just a wonderful platform, not only for myself. Everyone has a platform. You know, everyone can find a way to make a difference in someone's life. Everyone can lend a hand to help someone else. You know, whether it's your mere presence, just being there. Sometimes it's giving of your resources. You know, sometimes it's, you know, just a pat on the back and saying it's going to be okay. You know, so uh, I'm a firm believer in that. And, and that makes, to me, I find a ton of fulfillment in being able to just serve and help and give to others. Well, I feel that pat on my back. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad uh, you've been on the show. David Thornton uh, is our guest, and we want to wrap up and let our listeners how they can follow you on Twitter. What's your uh, Twitter name? (laughs) My Twitter name is DT underscore 50. DT underscore 50. At DT underscore 50, because uh, you don't look 50 years old to me. <laughs> That's my old plan, Dave. <laughs> you know, Jersey, I'm, I'm not an old man. You know, I'm just Because f- football speeds up the, the, the pace, though. Trust I'm, me. You look like you could play right now. You know, in fact, a Twitter secret, if you ever see anybody's Twitter handle and there's a number in it, that's they're probably a professional athlete or a former athlete because that was their number when they played. Absolutely. Typically, guys like the signature their name with this with the number behind it, especially on things like uh, like Twitter and those sources. All right. Thank you so much, David. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, Adam. You can catch up with the Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. My thanks again to David Thornton from the Indianapolis Colts, an inspirational story. Uh, and just a wonderful gentleman. David Thornton is uh, is one heck of a guy, and we thank you for uh, appearing on the show. David Thornton with the Colts. And that brings up uh, my appearance with the Colts, so to speak. I'm working with All-Pro Dad. I'm super happy and very proud to be involved with this organization, All-Pro Dad. Uh, more information at allprodad.com. And what's happening with the Colts this uh, Saturday, November 3rd, is the... All Pro Dad Colts Father and Kids Experience, Saturday, November 3rd at 1.30 p.m. I've got a link to this registration page on my website, adamritzshow.com, adamritzshow.com. Register uh, online to uh, spend the day with your child. It's going to be a a ton of fun, high-energy football drills, plenty of fun and games. 
uh, and some practical fatherhood tips that you can take home and put into practice uh, with your children. Clyde Christensen will be uh, on hand. Coach Clyde Christensen from the Colts. Also, Joe Wrights will make an appearance. Uh, really cool to hang out up close and personal with some of the Colts personalities uh, with this All Pro Dad event. It is Saturday, November 3rd, 1.30 p.m. at the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center. Again, a link to the registration form online. Uh, you can find that right on my homepage, adamritzshow.com. Now, with All Pro Dad in mind, I want to feature a, a conversation that we had with, uh, with an All Pro Dad. Al Plummer is his name, and he took it upon himself to start his very own All Pro Dad chapter uh, with his own children and his own, through his own school system. And we'd like to feature this conversation with All Pro Dad Al Plummer right now on The Adam Rich Show. And I look forward to seeing you Saturday, November 3rd at the Indiana Farm Bureau Colts Complex right off 56th Street with the All Pro Dad Father and Kid Experience. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are privileged now to have a, a special guest. Al Plummer is with us. Al is with All Pro Dads, and I, I'm so happy uh, that you're on the show today. Hi, Al. How are you doing today, Adam? I am uh, doing great, and I'm really impressed that you, uh, the backstory on you real quick is that you took it upon yourself to start your very own All Pro Dads chapter. Now, tell me how that started. Well, I was uh, a dad like like any, really, um, trying to uh, do, do good at work, um, raise a family, and uh, ran into some trouble. And uh, fortunately, my wife, uh, I'll give her all the credit, she caught my attention before it was too late and um, kind of got my my life redirected really more toward my family than myself and as I was looking for ways to better connect with my kids um, I, I ran across this all pro dad chapter it's a Tony Dungy organization that is really focused on connecting dads with kids boys and girls and really strengthening that bond and then building out to your wife and your neighbors and so on but the the real focus is connecting with your children and that was at a time that I was desperately needed to better connect with my kids. What's, uh, how many members are in your chapter, and uh, what do you guys do? Uh, is it a weekly meeting, bi- monthly, bi-monthly? What do you guys do? On a monthly basis, we, we have breakfast. We host a breakfast for um, a, kids at our school, actually, and their families. We host a breakfast once a month for our families at the school. Dads bring their kids, uh, boys and girls, even grandkids. Uh, even grandparents will come with their kids. Neighbors will bring their kids. It's uh, it's really been a nice a nice time for people to, to lift up children around them. And we we serve Chick Fil A breakfast. They they bring it and and serve it to us. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, those uh, those biscuits and the uh, the chicken is, is dynamite. I, I think that's probably the the biggest draw. Yeah. It's certainly not me, <laughs> but uh, that the chicken is uh, in the morning is is good. But um, we start off by introducing our, our kids in, to the people at the table and telling them why we're proud of them. And um, for some, I think, especially for me, they didn't hear that a lot. So we're, we're announcing to those at the table why we're, why we're proud of our kids. Maybe it's grades, maybe that they've helped their mom, maybe they were a good, uh, a good citizen, a good leader, whatever it might be. And then we'll have a, a guest speaker or show a video on how to deal with peer pressure, respecting others, servant leadership, something uh, along those lines. There were conversations that I never had with my kids, and, and I see the, uh, the results are really, really powerful. And then there are uh, discussion cards that go along with it that may relate how 
your dad was a, a servant leader or maybe how your, your dad taught you to deal with peer pressure. And they're typically good stories, but sometimes it's maybe how not to do that. And uh, it's just a good gener generational connection between your parents and what they try to do yourself. And then you share stories with them, with your kids, on how you're trying to be a, a better dad. And they can give you feedback right there. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's really powerful. And then we close with a, with a raffle and give away some, some toys and prizes. And once a month we'll have uh, anywhere between 150 to 200 people at, and get this at 6.15 in the morning on a Friday through winter, um, summer, well, not, not so much for through summer, but we'll have them uh, all fall through winter and spring all, all year long. It's really great. Yeah, that's an amazing testament that uh, 150 people will show up at yeah. 6.15 in the morning any time of year. Uh, Al Plummer is our guest with All Pro Dads, and you had a chance to meet Tony Dungy, who's the executive director and, and really the, the, the main brain behind the organization. Um, tell us about your uh, dealings with Tony Dungy. Sure. I've, uh, I've had a, a number of opportunities to, to meet Coach Dungy. Um, really, as I've kind of taken it upon myself to initiate the first chapter and then go on and spread other chapters in, in churches and schools around and even in using his tools in places like uh, jails and prisons. Um, one of the most memorable times I had with Coach Dungy was he was doing some corporate uh, speaking and I had uh, had the chance to ride with him in the back of a sheriff's car, the, uh, the county sheriff, as he chauffeured us from one location to another. And um, it was a half hour that I got to spend with the, the coach in the back of a sheriff's car. And mind you, it's the first time I had ever been in the back of a sheriff's car and I'm, I'm sure the same for Coach Dungy. <laughs> but we had uh, had a really nice discussion. And in what was um, we talked about a lot of different things, but was what was really most memorable about Coach was I was literally carrying his bags, following him along, and I saw how he addressed people, how he he dealt with everyone with respect. He didn't blow off people when people said hi. He would turn and say hi, sign some autographs, shake hands, and he was really genuinely as you see him on television. And, and that's another kind of interesting thing. As I as I sat next to Coach Dungy, you know, maybe two feet away from him, um, it looked like I was watching him on television. It was uh, you know trying to you know, I could I had a hard time bringing that television persona to life. But mm -hmm. uh, I've I've seen him in uh, in volunteer work that we've done in in prison together. Um, a revival of sorts with 300 men that was really really powerful. Um, to uh, all pro dad events uh, it, in different uh, schools and also uh, communities. Al Plummer is our guest, and uh, I know you don't do this work for accolades or, or pats on the back, uh, but we do have to mention a big pat on the back that you recently received. You were honored in our nation's capital at the White House. Tell us about that. Sure. Last summer, I was recognized as a champion of change for fatherhood and mentoring, and uh, it, it came completely out of the blue. I, I work with uh, Executive Director Darren Gray from All Pro Dad, and, and he uh, kind of behind the scenes nominated me and, and a few other All Pro Dads for this uh, for this honor, and um, as well as, as other organizations. And the, the White House ended up selecting 15 out of hundreds of applications, uh, different organizations from around the country, and I, I just happened to be one. Um, and it was an, an amazing honor to, to get to visit the nation's capital. My wife and family, we went out there and uh, got a, amazing tours of, the, of Capitol Hill. We got to meet with the, our congressmen, our local congressmen, as well as uh, senators, staff, and, and just talk about how we can 
really impact what's going on in the world um, by, by serving those closest to us around in, in our community. We were able to get a, a tour of the White House. We didn't get to go in the West Wing or, or meet, uh, meet the president, but I did, uh, I did see the dog, Bo. Uh, I, got a, I got a nice picture of, uh, of the dog. Did you get a, uh, a letter or a certificate with the White House seal on it or anything? I, they didn't give me a, uh, a, a certificate or a, or a, a badge, um, but I... You I, stole some soap out of the bathroom? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, got some, uh, we got some good, uh, good soap and wash towels uh, from the, uh, the Lincoln bedroom. Sure. Actually, you can buy that stuff out there. <laughs> But uh, we got we got some really good souvenirs and a lot of good pictures and memories of uh, spending some two and a half action packed days in the nation's capital. What was your favorite part of the White House? You know, I I really enjoyed the the artwork, the um, how they 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 preserved the history of how the country was formed, um, how these these common men just like you and I, Adam, uh, coming from uh, different places, different backgrounds, they came together to to really serve something higher than themselves. They, they didn't get uh, caught up in selfish needs so much, I'll say, um, and, and they, they dropped a lot of the, uh, the stuff that, that separated them and really focused on what, uh, what brought them together. And it was really just to see how, how these men came together and uh, informed this country. That is such an amazingly thoughtful answer when I was expecting you to say that you liked the red velvet couch. Well, it wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah, the artwork. And, and um, we got a, a personal tour of uh, the Capitol Hill that uh, my wife and kids were on as well. And, and we got dizzy from walking up, looking around at the ceilings. Just uh, all, the, all the thought that went into every square inch of that facility is just uh, it's really unbelievable. Well, Al Plummer, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, you do amazing work with All Pro Dads, and just keep doing what you're doing. We thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Adam. And don't forget to join me for the All Pro Dad Colts Father and Kids Experience Saturday, November 3rd at 1.30 p.m. at the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center. Register online right now. There's a link to that registration page on my website, adamritzshow.com and I'll see you at the Colts Father and Kids Experience with All Pro Dad. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.